Hello, and welcome to Sights and Sirens Back to Basic Podcast. My name is Dr. Christopher Sights. I'm an emergency physician, and I'm here with my brother, Jason Sights, who is a firefighter, paramedic, and RN. Together, we run Sights and Sirens, an emergency preparedness training company. Sights and Sirens is a National American Heart Association training center and EMS training company that specializes in NREMT exam prep. Our Back to Basics podcast was created to make what are sometimes complex medical topics easy to understand and retain for students of emergency care. Please like and follow us on your favorite podcast streaming service, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for joining us. I mean, he's not wrong. If the child is 99 pounds or a small adult is 99 pounds and eats a pound of bacon, they are now 1% bacon. I, I guess so. You know? Yeah. I don't know why it matters, but it's true. Sure. So, yeah. You know, a pound of bacon is not that much. Just an interesting not. fact. So go ahead. Anyway, let's <laughs> <I'll> start. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to the Sights and Sirens Back to Basics podcast. This is a podcast where my brother, an ER physician, and I, a uh, firefighter paramedic RN, talk about what are sometimes considered to be complicated medical topics. We break them back down to the basics, make them simple and digestible for you, our listeners. Yep. Love it. Awesome. Cool. So you want today, to yeah. uh, instead of doing a sponsor today, um, we're always sponsoring ourselves. We have a prep program. It's for NREMT. It's great. You should check it out. You can go to sitesandsirens.com and check that out at any time. Uh, we have a great following with that. Been having a lot of fun with it. Helped a lot of people uh, pass their NREMT, whether it's for paramedic, EMT, or advanced. And uh, that that's kind of what we do. That's what, what we specialize in. And uh, we got some big things coming down the line with that, which is exciting. Um, instead of doing kind of a sponsorship, I want to give a couple shout outs. One sure. is uh, we we had we have some people email in with questions and things like that. A couple of people have been asking me specifically. Um, they, they hear that I'm a paramedic and I'm an RN, so they want, want to know like how I how I did that the bridge program. So just so you guys know, there is an online college called Excelsior. It is out in New York. That's what I use to bridge to RN, and I do a work as an RN and, and a paramedic. So there has been some interest in a little bit of our background, Chris. I don't know if you know this, but it's just like maybe doing a podcast about talking about our, our backgrounds and things like that, um, talking about each other. That could be fun. There's also some interests, and this was sent in by Garrett, by the way. Thank you, Garrett, for these suggestions. There's also some suggestions about possibly doing a podcast in the future about just with a Q&A where maybe we just read some questions from from our, our listeners and sure, yeah, we can just great. answer those. I think that's a great idea. What we need, though, is questions. So if you guys wouldn't mind sending some questions to training at Sites and Sirens. Dot com. That's where I want you guys to send them. We will do a podcast soon and answering your kind of yeah. common medical questions. We'll try to get, you know, 20 ask of them or us, so. And ask us anything. Ask us anything. Anything. Because we can choose which ones we answer. Right. When we get them and we will only choose ones so. that we have answers for. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you know, exactly. Honestly, that, yeah, that'd be great. So send in your questions. That'd be fun. Again, yeah. training at sitesandsirens.com. We'll have it come um, up here. And just so you know, it is what date is it in the future when we air this? Well, it, it's tomorrow. Podcast time is weird. Podcast so it's the 24th, 24th. This is going to air May, tomorrow, 24th of May in 2021. In case you are listening in the far future, if you are in the far future, let us know a couple of things. Is COVID over? Do I still have to wear a mask? <laughs> Am I okay? Did I get the job? <laughs> Did they fire me? What does the chief want to talk about tomorrow? <laughs> right, right. Those are some things that we'd love you to let me know about. Yeah. Um, anyway, 
send those in if it's within you know the next couple of weeks here and we'll try to do something maybe at the end of this month where we do a Q&A or yeah, something like that cool. I think that'd be yeah, fun absolutely. the other thing I want to give a shout out to Luigi Luigi is a guy that I've been uh, working with in our programs I know he's listening right now Luigi I just want to say continue up the good the good work he is busting his butt he's down with Miami Rescue right now studying for his paramedic kicking butt out in the field studying every day very hard he, but he's got family he's got work he's got all kinds of things going for him and uh, I know he's a busy guy but he is he is really working hard and he's going to take this paramedic test on and we are going to nail it together all right luigi so just a little encouragement for you love it i'm your biggest fan cool love you man cool cool all right awesome why don't you introduce our topic chris all right so today we want to talk about um thyroid we want to talk about the thyroid and the common thyroid disorders that you're going to see not only in the field but also on the exam the thyroid is sometimes confusing it is for me like it was super and when i took my national registry it was I was like, why am I wasting time with thyroid stuff? Like, this doesn't even, I've never even, like, this seems like too complicated. It doesn't seem like an emergency problem and necessarily. And you get like questions on it. Like, you get questions sure. on Graves' disease and Hashimoto's and like, it gets, and you think this is kind of complicated things. I looked the other night just for some research. In the paramedic textbook, it's like three paragraphs talking about the thyroid and like yeah. what it does. Like, anatomy and physiology, it's important, but talking about like conditions that we have to deal with, it's pretty simple. Yeah. Too much or too little. Right? Too much or too little. But it's hard to differentiate the different diseases. Like we can talk about what it looks like to have high thyroid levels. Yeah. And we can talk about what it looks like to have low thyroid levels. So hyperthyroidism, hypothyroidism. But then we throw all these names out there like Graves disease, Hashimoto. Well, which one's which? Is that low? Is that high? Is it both? Does it depend? And, and it does sometimes like get kind of confusing that way. So yeah. we want to just break it down today. Super simple. What does the thyroid do? What are the kind of diseases we're going to run into? What signs and symptoms are we looking for in the field? And then really when it comes to management of thyroid, and there's there's not many. And there, there are other things like thyroid storm and these different like acute things that can happen with thyroid disorders. But for the most part, this is a a chronic, you know, yeah, there's not a whole hypo. lot of thyroid emergencies, but we need right. to be able to spot them out. Yeah. But you, and we need to understand that when people have a lot of patients have thyroid disorders, you know, what what does that mean for them? Because that right. can affect other things. So, again, we're going to kind of get into the pathophysiology behind some of this stuff, some of the anatomy, maybe kind of just briefly talk talk of that. The management is going to be pretty simple, again, because we're not really talking about like necessarily emergent issues that show up all the time with thyroid disorders. But we need to have an understanding of all this. So the, it's a funny story. The reason why I picked this topic was because a couple weeks ago i was on a call um with a young woman who had um she had a hypothyroid mm-hmm. right so she she had a low thyroid hormone that mm-hmm. her thyroid created and we're going to get into it in a second but then basically she was having signs and symptoms of hyperthyroidism okay and we were like trying to figure out like what so me having just a little bit more you know interest in the thyroid knowing a little bit more about that than maybe my partner did I was kind of looking, okay, I see that you take levothyroxine. So you take a supplement for your thyroid because, and recently that medication just got increased. Ah, see, there you go. So now I'm looking for signs and symptoms of hyperthyroidism, specifically thyroid storm, which is the big, scary, bad thing that can happen. And I'm sitting, I'm giving my report to the nurse and she wasn't having a thyroid storm, but she was having hyperthyroid issues, you know, and I'm talking, I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm not seeing any like, um, you know, excessive sweating or anything like that. Like, I don't see any storm symptoms. There hasn't been any symptoms. And I keep saying that. And the nurse is like, yeah, yeah. My buddy pulls me aside afterwards. He's like, what the heck are you talking about a storm? He's like, the weather's (laughs) fine today. 
Like, I just don't <laughs> understand. Like, what do you, it's and I was like, degrees. oh, no, 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 like thyroid storm and kind of explaining. He's like, I didn't know that. Yeah, like, yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. And a lot of medics and EMTs don't know this stuff because it is just kind of one of those niche things that, you know, yeah. you might have a test question that talks about it and it is an important thing to know, but, you know, it's not all that common. Yeah. The conditions are very common, yeah, but yeah. knowing what to do when they get into extremes isn't. And it's funny too, because like I've even noticed this because for whatever reason, like, and this is not because we were doing this today. I didn't even really know we were doing this topic until like recently, but I, for whatever reason, I was not studying. Committed. What's that? Not committed. Not committed. <laughs> we, we, um, for whatever reason, for some other, I don't know if it was for some continuing education I was doing, but I was doing thyroid star. I was reading up on thyroid star or maybe it was a lecture. I don't remember. But anyway, I too was reading up on this recently. And then I'm working clinically in the ER and I'm seeing all these patients coming in and I'm like, I guess I should look for, a th- I should check a thyroid level. I should check a thyroid. Like, Cause also you start to, you start, if you don't think about it, you'll never find it. Yeah. Right. We've said that before. If you never think about a diagnosis, you're never going to diagnosis because you didn't even think about it. So now I'm starting to think about this more and I'm like, oh, I'm going to get some thyroid levels here yeah. and there. And, and it's fun to know that, you know, you like kind of learn to do your job as you go. Yeah. You know, sometimes based on your interests, you Thanks, remember man. how to ER. Doctor. Right. Exactly. It makes me feel right. really safe. Right. No, but I'm <laughs> saying that like, like, you know, I don't always have the answer as an ER doctor. My job is to rule out the emergent things yeah. and then get them somewhere else. So you. this just gives, you know, there's, I've been noticing some cases where I'm like, Hey, I guess this could take, maybe I could get an answer if I checked some thyroid and things like that. When we so. talk about this all the time, this is what separates basic providers, cookbook providers with experts in the field, right? Yeah. Is when you take that, that knowledge that you learn from something like this, or you learn from the outside and then you apply it to your practice, right? You know how to do your practice. You know how to stabilize a patient. You know how to resuscitate them. But now with that little bit of extra knowledge, we can kind of see the bigger picture and go one step further, mm-hmm. which is cool. Yeah, exactly. So um, where are we starting? So let's first talk about, um, um, just the thyroid in general. Sure. Where's it located? What's its function? Um, and we'll go from there. Okay. So where's the thyroid located? So the thyroid located in the neck. Point so to it. In the front of the neck. For is right here. Can we get a good shot of that? I mean, it might be a little bit lower. Okay. But and like, it is yeah. shaped you know, like a butterfly. Yeah. I don't think you're actually yeah. going to get that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is shaped yeah. like a butterfly. It's like right? a butterfly. So what the thyroid does is it secretes hormones. It's a it's a thyroid hormone. Yep. Um, it is a... Exocrine gland. Thank you. Yep. Yes. It, it gets rid of or it, it excretes hormones, yeah, right? It's an exocrine gland. It right now. Yes. Um, and it, it excretes specifically two hormones. Right. So one is called T3 and one is T4. Yeah. So T4 is called thyroxin. Mm-hmm. And then T3 is called, and I'm going to have to look at this piece of paper because I don't know this by heart, triodothyronine. I mean, Probably something yep. close to that. But here's the deal. Here's what you need to know. Okay. <laughs> T3, T4. Thyroxin is T4. And it's called T4 because there are four different iodine atoms in that substance, like in that molecule. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then what, what T4 does is it becomes T3 and T3 is what's used in our body. Right. It's the active form of thyroid. And that's three different types of iodine. So th- when we talk about iodine stuff later, you're going to understand why iodine, why low iodine levels or iodine deficiencies or iodine issues can affect the thyroid because the thyroid's all about iodine. Okay. So, and you would get that based on your diet. You know, you, you're going to get iodine from certain foods. So T4 metabolite or changes into T3, and T3 is the active form 
of thyroid hormone. So what is the function of this T3? What, what does T3 do? Well, it works on the metabolism of the body. And when I say metabolism, what am I really referring to? So when we talk about metabolism, we talk about how the body functions, right? The so cellular function is, is metabolism. So breaking down glucose to make energy, um, to, you know, taking the building blocks of the body to build structures and things like that. I mean, that this is what our metabolism is. And our metabolism can be fast or it can be slow. Yeah. So metabolism is basically just the speed of, at which our body is breaking things down, building them or, you know, carrying out the cells functions. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So T3 becomes incredibly important because it the thyroid gland becomes incredibly important because it's going to regulate the speed of our metabolism, whether it's slow or fast, depending on how much T3 it releases. So T3 right. will amp up metabolism. Right. It will speed it up. So the lack of T3, we start to have low metabolism like symptoms, hypothyroidism. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's where we're going to see things like yeah, get fat and weird things start happening that would yeah. be like slowing with the, things slow down. Metabolism, right? Right? Like, and then if we have excess T3 too much. Now we're going to be amped up. We're going to have, you know, we're going to, our skin's going to be hot. We're going to be, you know, responsive to heat more. We're going to lose hair. Heart rate you know, might be higher. Yeah, like all gonna, this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Tachycardia kind of like. So I think we get mixed up a lot of times because this isn't the adrenal gland. We're not talking about adrenaline. We tend to, in EMS especially, talk about adrenaline, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, beta agonists. And we, we kind of talk about fight or flight versus rest and digest. This is a little different yeah. because we're talking about like systemic metabolism in general. Sure. Um, but that's that's how it works. So so the thyroid gland is responsible for your metabolism by using T3 to amp your metabolism up or limit T3 to slow your metabolism down. Mm -hmm. Two big issues that we're going to see hypothyroidism, not mm -hmm. enough T3, not enough thyroid hormone or hyperthyroidism too much. Right. So let's talk about kind of what happens when we bump into hypothyroidism. Well, really quick, let me throw in, it. let me throw in two other structures that you should just be aware of in relation to the thyroid gland. Yeah. So the thyroid gland is stimulated by the pituitary gland. Right. So the pituitary gland releases thyroid stimulating hormone, TSH, which goes with the thyroid and stimulates it to make more of this T4 and then T3 and, that, and T3 and that sort of thing. Right. The other gland that's important to understand is the parathyroid gland. And we're not going to jump too much into parathyroid issues today, but I want you to be aware of it because I have seen this kind of stuff come up on the exam and it's good to know the parathyroid gland is essentially four little like almost like circular glands that sit on the back part of that butterfly wings like as, as it wraps around. OK, those release a chemical called calcitonin, which regulates and has, has an effect on calcium levels. So if someone has their thyroid taken out or their thyroid, you know, like partially removed during these surgeries, they're very careful not to mess with the parathyroid glands. They have to identify those because if you have issues with the whole thyroid, including the parathyroid, then you're going to have calcium issues as well. Okay. So just, just something to be yeah, aware kind of, of works. None of these systems work independently necessarily, right? right? So they work together. Yeah. And the pituitary gland is especially important because we're going to talk about kind of how you can end up with hypo and hyper. And some of that is what's going on with your pituitary yeah. gland because yeah. is it stimulating the thyroid? If your pituitary gland. gland is taken off and it's dumping a bunch of thyroid stimulating hormone, well, guess what? Your thyroid's going to take off too. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Um, so if we had hypothyroidism, what are some symptoms that we would see? What are so, some of these slow symptoms? Sure. So again, so we're, uh, the way it, I like to generalize these things because I think like 
for the most part, generalization is okay here. So hypothyroidism, we talk about metabolism. It's a slowing down of metabolism, right? So what kind of things happen? So you have like slowing down of activity, right? So like maybe more fatigue and weight gain. Um, they have... Uh, you're sleepy. You're yeah, you're weak. sleepy. You have a hard time concentrating. You have real dry skin. Like so, and, and that, and the way you, we, we think dry skin is because again, like when you're active and going, the way I remember is when you're active and going, you're sweating. Well, like you're not sweating, right? Because you're just, everything's slowed down. So you've dry, coarse skin. Um, your temperature gets, you know, your temperature almost decreased too. So you get kind of like, you get, you're like colder. You and can't then if, tol- cold, if you're exposed to cold, you can't tolerate that. Yeah, cold. cold much, that's what right? we call so like cold, cold intolerance. intolerance or heat intolerance. Like the body can't yeah. handle that kind of thing. Constipation, um, swelling. Swell. Yeah. And these kind of like. Then you have like bradycardic effects your yeah. heart will actually slow down decreased right? heart rate and that sort of thing so again so it's just kind of this this, uh, this generalization of just like slowing down of the different bodily functions right right so hypothyroid low slow fat you know like for those of you taking the exam like some of the big things to kind of catch on are like that tiredness and weakness um that that gaining weight weight mm-hmm. gain is always going to be a hypothyroid mm-hmm. thing um and yeah, so abnormal skin sensations can happen because of that dryness and because of that slow metabolism. Right. All right. So there's a couple things that can cause that, right? Right. Let's quickly, so, before we jump into hyperthyroidism, let's talk about what can cause that hypothyroidism. And we already kind of mentioned it, right? So it's either going to be that the pituitary gland isn't stimulating the thyroid to do anything. Right. So if you have a pituitary gland issue, there you go. Right. So it's not going to, that's one of them. It's going to be that the thyroid gland itself isn't releasing T4 or T3. Mm-hmm. Right. Or we're not, or we don't have enough iodine because if we don't have enough iodine. We can't make that T3 or T4 hormone anyway. So it doesn't really matter if it's being stimulated or trying to release anything. There's no hormone to be released. Right. Right. So those are the main mechanisms. There's, there's one, one more that I want to mention. Yeah. So we have, we have two autoimmune disorders that we're going to talk about mm, that are involved okay. in both. Well, one's in hyperthyroidism, one's in hypo. So our hypothyroidism immune disorder that we bump into is called Hashimoto's syndrome mm-hmm. or sometimes called Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Right. Okay. So this is basically where <laughs> because of a, Low, so this is what confuses people is the thyroid gland can swell and you get something called a goiter. Mm-hmm. You can see this actually in hypothyroidism and in hyperthyroidism. Sure. In Hashimoto's thyroiditis, what happens is because of the lack or the, the burn up, the use of thyroid hormone, we have a thyroid issue. It's low. The pituitary gland starts releasing increased amounts of thyroid stimulating hormone. And even though it's not creating the the thyroid hormone in the thyroid, the thyroid will swell because it's overtaxed. Sure. Okay. In hyperthyroidism, we have a goiter because there's too much thyroid hormone, right? right? And it swells because you can get a goiter in both. So don't let the goiter throw you off. Okay. Because I I thought kind of like it was like goiter means this. It it can technically mean either. Okay. So in Hashimoto's thyroiditis, so thyroid. Ditis, itis, like you know, like that's Swelling. cellulitis and diverticulitis. It's that's inflammation, inflammation, right? It's inflammation of the thyroid gland. So in this case, Hashimoto's thyroiditis is that autoimmune. Essentially, the body is atta- attacking the thyroid gland itself. So if it attacks the thyroid gland, the thyroid gland can't release anything. So you get hypothyroidism, mm-hmm. and you can get a goiter and swelling because again, there's inflammation there. Like I said, it's still trying to be stimulated, but it can't release. So you can get that inflammation. So right. So iodine issues, pituitary gland issues, um, because it's not it's not producing enough stimulating hormone, thyroid issues itself, 
And now again, Hashimoto's, Hashimoto's thyroiditis autoimmune. is a specific autoimmune disease that can cause hypothyroid. There are other things like low iodine levels or, you know, you know, or, actually like or removal of the thyroid. Right. Or you're right? removed if, it because if we took it was your thyroid out. Right, guess yeah. what? You're not producing thi- you yeah, know, yeah. thyroid hormones. So now yeah, you have hypo- lack of thyroid. So how we what are we going to do about that? Well, long term treatment for hypothyroidism is we're going to give you thyroid hormone. Right. Typically with like um, levothyroxine, levothyroxine yeah. is, is the common medication that, that's given. But here's the issue. Whenever we give a medication, we have to worry about the opposite effect of what we're trying to go for, right? We have hypothyroidism, so we're giving thyroid hormone. In my case, what I was talking about with my buddy a couple of weeks ago, what if we give too much of that thyroid hormone? Mm-hmm. Now we're getting, even though they have a history of hypothyroidism, now we're getting hyperthyroidism because we gave them too much, right? right? right. And this is where kind of it becomes very nuanced with the pharmacology. We have to be careful as um you know, as, as a medical field, you know, the, the providers, the true providers mm-hmm. like you, when you prescribe this stuff, you have to be very careful about kind of yeah. measuring the amount and watching that over time because you right. don't want them to go to one extreme or the other. Exactly. So just keep that in mind. You might have a patient like I did that has a hypothyroid. A history yeah, I a low of, thyroid. That's what right. she says. I got a low thyroid. Well, then I know you're taking thyroid hormone. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. you're taking too much, guess what? You're, you're having of, high thyroid you're, symptoms. You're at risk of hyperthyroidism. That's what I think is like, it's nuanced, but it's interesting. Yeah. It gets me excited. And if you have a history of hyperthyroidism and they decide that they're going to treat your hyperthyroidism with taking your thyroid out, now guess your what? history of now hyperthyroidism, you now yeah. you have essentially a hypothyroid state and then you're put on a thyroid hormone and you're at is, it risk of hyperthyroidism again if we over over you right. know so over medicate. It's all about that kind of understanding the chain of events that happens right. when we treat. There's so, one other thing I want to throw in here, and because like we talk about, especially in EMS, we're talking about extremes. Is we're usually mm-hmm. dealing with extremes. All right, we're going to talk about what the extreme. You kind of already talked about the, and we're going to get into it more. The thyroid storm mm-hmm. being when you have hyperthyroidism the extreme of that would be thyroid storm a life-threatening condition Mm -hmm. the life-threatening condition for hypothyroidism is myxedema coma it's called myxedema coma and essentially the the thyroid is so low that things have slowed down so much that these patients go into a coma so as an emergency provider that's what we're worried about right right like little thyroid what are you gonna do hey i've been gaining weight right like okay like Right. I mean, that's not something an emergency responder. But if we run into someone who has neurological deficits and it appears that they're in a comatose state mm-hmm. and we know they have a history of hypothyroidism yeah, or a history of hyperthyroidism and a recent thyroid surgery where it was taken out. Right? Right. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. know that that can cause this myxedema coma. Right. And now we kind of we can get the ball rolling with Start communication and know that. what's going on. Right. Is it going to change our emergency treatment? Probably not. No. Right. We're still going to intubate. We're still going to, you know, do what we can to stimulate the body, you know, stabilize, stabilize it, resuscitate it. But we can get the, the thought process and the doctors going faster if right. we can identify this stuff. And again, right? it's one of those things where if you don't think about it, you won't see it. So you've got a patient who's, you know, unresponsive, fatigued, and the family says, oh, yeah, like she's been putting a lot of weight on. She's becoming more depressed and fatigued and all these kind of things for the last couple of days. And then you get your vital signs and the, and the heart rate's like 30 well, hey, now we've got now we see why all these pieces might come together and say, oh, this might be a thought. This might be a super low thyroid issue. And right. then we can now relay that. I can check that right away when they come in. Bam, we solve the problem and save someone here. 
The other thing too, that like what can cause low thyroid, it's not just taking it out. It's not just that um, you have a tuitary issues or iodine issues. You can also see damage to the thyroid from surgery. Like we said, you can see damage to the thyroid from radiation treatments. So if you have like a laryngeal cancer or a throat cancer and you're getting radiation treatments to the neck, that can damage the thyroid, lead to hypothyroidism. Um, and there are some drugs too that are are toxic to the thyroid gland if we're not careful. Uh, and those can damage as well. So anything that damages the thyroid can lead to hypothyroidism. And again, the treatment then would be giving that person a medication like levothyroxine, which would, you know, replace that, that thyroid hormone that thyroid they don't have. supplement. Right? Yeah, exactly. Cool. So on the other side of this mm-hmm. is hyperthyroidism, right? So signs and symptoms of hyperthyroidism are going to be signs and symptoms of too high of a metabolism. Mm-hmm. So now we're looking at kind of the opposite. We're not looking at weight gain. We're looking at weight loss, right? Right. So skinny, losing weight. Um, We're not looking at cold. We're looking at they're amped up. They're they're Mm -hmm. hot, right? Right. So they're going to be hot, and they're also not attractive, but just warm. And and then they're (laughs) also going to have. I don't discriminate. They they going to have heat intolerance, Mm -hmm. right? So 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 when they're exposed to heat because they're already warm, they're going to have that intolerance. They're going to actually lose hair, and they're going to see you're going to see thickness of areas in their skin, like like clumps of areas where you have like thick skin areas sure, sure. because you amped up metabolism of those. You're producing more mm-hmm. skin cells yeah. and building that up. Um, increased appetite is really normal, right? Cause you're hungry. Yeah, you know, you feed that you metabolism. Gotta th- yeah, you got to feed the metabolism. Um, lean, thin, uh, they're also going to have, you know, they're going to have increased heart rate. They're going to have sweating. They're good. You, they can even experience like irritability and restlessness and like difficult because like I said, everything is, is overstimulated. Metabolism has ramped up here and that right. sort of thing. Now, the um, extreme of hyperthyroidism is something that we call the thyroid storm. Chris mm-hmm. already mentioned it and I mentioned it in my case. But uh, thyroid storm basically can can be activated by anything that amps these things up. So if I take someone who has hyperthyroidism and they're really warm and then I increase the heat, right? And I expose them to a bunch of heat, it can spike their symptoms into that thyroid storm symptom. And another common reason we see people, I mean, thyroid storm is rare, but like myxedema coma is on the other side of it, but hyper, uh, sorry, thyroid storm, Another reason that we we have to be aware of it is that, especially from a medication standpoint, so if you're someone who has very high thyroid levels and then I give you some kind of stimulant or I give you something, you know, I mean, like that, it, that can really bring on that. Increases so, metabolism even more. Right. And now we have and extreme then, you know, issues. fight or flight, too. If I, any any real stress to the body, you know, what I mean, like any any trauma or stress to the body can throw these people if, if their thyroid levels are high enough to be at risk of thyroid storm can throw people into that thyroid storm type of state. Yeah. So to take. Take you back to the case that I had. This woman had just started taking more levothyroxine because mm-hmm. she has a hypothyroid. Mm-hmm. So now she's getting more thyroid hormone and she's starting to have hyperthyroid symptoms. Her heart rate was very high. Mm-hmm. She had high blood pressure and a splitting headache. Okay. So what did I do? Well, I'm concerned about this spiking into a storm state or something yeah, like that, yeah. right? That, that's what I'm concerned about. Well, I turned the lights off in the ambulance, in the back of the ambulance, turned the lights off, kept her calm, tried to keep her cool, sure, you know, sure. crank the AC up. There's little things we can do to change the environment. Yeah. to stop you from that fight or flight, that stimulus response, mm-hmm. right? I'm so hot. Okay, well, we're, you know, get, here's an ice pack for your head. You know, try to try yeah, to yeah, ease, yeah, ease yeah, the pain yeah. a little bit, keep right. you cool. Let's, let's lower stimulus. We're not going to turn the TV up and start mm-hmm. yelling at them or panic them in any way, right? Because right, it's going right. to that, slow that metabolism down yeah. and prevent them from going into that kind of spiked thyroid storm state. Definitely. All right? Yeah. So what causes uh, hyperthyroidism? A common uh, 
issue, the most common reason for hyperthyroidism is another autoimmune disorder called Graves disease. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this is basically just an autoimmune disorder that causes an overactive thyroid. Sure. Yep. And again, autoimmune is always kind of the body attacking its own cells and, and doing things like that. This interrupts function in a way that causes an increase in uh, thyroid secretion. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right. Yeah. That is the most common cause. It's called Graves disease. The other side of that, the autoimmune for hypothyroidism was that Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And again, this is this is where it's going to get a little complicated, but Hashimoto's thyroiditis is inflammation of the thyroid. So in the very beginning stages of Hashimoto's thyroiditis, you can get hyperthyroidism because it's overstimulated. And then it's so overstimulated that it basically almost like doesn't work anymore. And then we see so. I said, I don't want I don't want to complicate it for people. But again, you can just get inflammation of the thyroid gland that stimulates it. And then if it's overstimulated for a period of time, now it now it loses, it loses ability, its ability and now you've got hypothyroidism. So just, yeah. you know, just be being aware of these two things. But again, for the most part, if you want to do some generalization, Hashimoto's thyroiditis leads to hypothyroidism. Graves disease leads to hyperthyroidism. And if we're talking National Registry or medic school tests or EMT school tests, mm-hmm. just relate Hashimoto's to hypo. Mm-hmm. And graves to hyper. They're not going to give you this. Well, technically, in the acute Definitely, phase, no, they're, they're not. not I'm telling that, yeah. you, I'm, we, we are educators. Right. They are not going to do that. I can guarantee it. It's not going to get that, that level of complication. They don't even do that on the NCLEX and things like that. Yeah. It's very much Hashimoto's is related to hypo. Graves is related to hyper. Yeah. Other causes of hyper um, thyroidism. Thyroiditis in general, you have right, inflammation yeah. or infection of the area of the thyroid, and now it's it's spiking mm-hmm, that swelling. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can have just have an over, you can just have, be someone who has an overactive thyroid gland compared to normal people. You don't necessarily have an autoimmune Graves disease, right? Sure. Like again, we're talking about two autoimmune diseases within these categories. There's lots of other reasons, right? Yeah. Um, so you can have, like I said, just an overactive thyroid, or like you said, your patient. Over, over medication. They have yeah, too much medication too of much. thyroid hormone and yep. that sort of thing. So Exactly. So how we treat this long-term wise, um, emergency treatment again is just going to be, you know, stabilization, resuscitation. Yeah. Like I said, you can control that environment, try to cool them down, calm them down mm-hmm. to prevent something like storm happening. Um, but we're going to kind of treat symptoms as they come. Long-term treatment of this, um, we can use uh, methylmazole, which is basically a, a medication that decreases it, it destroys thyroid hormone, doesn't it? So, there, so there's a couple different, me- just to keep it simple, back to basics, there's a couple simple medications we can give for patients with hyperthyroidism. One would be to interrupt the ability of iodine to bind, right? And I, I, I'm not going to name them because they're just not mm-hmm. worth it. Like, but like, or one that actually blocks the action of T3 or prevents it from keeps everything T4 so it can't become so it can't T3. Become there's, T3. There's, different, yeah. there's different medications that do different things like that. So we can give medications. We can also radiate the area mm-hmm. with, yeah, with radioactive yeah. iodine so we can give just like radiation for cancer treatment we can kill basically um especially with like graves disease so we have like an autoimmune disorder right so we can kill that those bad cells basically yeah, yeah. With, with radioactive iodine um and then iodine because iodine is going to get to the thyroid well, gland so quick, quickly, quickly, right? if we you do iodine we radiate it and then iodine is going to go to the thyroid gland because that's how they make t3 and t4 yeah. and then that iodine mm-hmm. is because it's radiated is going to kill that area and kind of calm it the heck down. And then the last thing, you know, in extreme cases, um, we might just remove that thyroid. Yeah. And why do we do that? Because we can give them supplemental Mm -hmm. thyroid hormone in the form of And that's very common. Like I said, if you got someone who's struggling with, you know, hyperthyroidism and it's not it, the medications for hyperthyroidism are sometimes difficult to regulate so it's very common for someone to have their thyroid removed then in that case right so right. 
but that's pretty much it. I mean, like I said, so so quick summary, taking it back to basics, like I said, thyroid gland, hopefully we broke it down in a way that has simplified it for you, right? So it releases T3 and T4. T3 is that active part that actually increases metabolism. So if we have too much thyroid, we have hyperthyroidism. We're going to see a ramping up of metabolism with those symptoms and signs that we talked about. Things that can cause that include an autoimmune disease called Graves disease, which increases an autoimmune component. And there's other things like overactive high uh, thyroid and stuff like that, right? On the other side of that is that if the gland is not producing enough T3 or T4 or is being blocked or inflamed, we get hypothyroidism. So we get a slowing down of metabolism. Those signs and symptoms we talked about with hypothyroidism, like weight gain, et cetera. Um, The extremes of these two things are going to be myxedema coma for hypothyroidism, where everything slowed down so much that they are basically in a coma or for hyperthyroidism thyroid storm where things are so stimulated so amped up that we're now in a life-threatening condition where our temperature is too high our heart rate's too high Um, these are the kind of things we're looking for on both sides of that from an emergency standpoint and then understanding in the middle what can what can be causes is it is it medication related did they have their thyroid out do they have one of these autoimmune diseases are they on medications did they get radiation now we can start to see how all these play together to give us either one of these kind of syndromes and just remember the history can actually be telling you the opposite right so in my case i had a i had a patient with a history of hypothyroidism well that means i know what the treatment is for that we give them thyroid hormone if we give them too much we start now seeing symptoms of hyperthyroidism and that's kind of the nuanced stuff that we want you to be able to catch but i think that's all we got for today cool yeah Uh, hopefully that cleared some things up for you and if you guys have questions on this, because this stuff can sometimes get confusing, please email us. Because if you have the question, so does everybody else. So we can just address it next time or shoot off some, you know, some email to our listeners to let you guys know. If anything's ever confusing that we're talking about, if we're not breaking it down exactly how you need us to, hey, let us know. Give us some feedback and we'll uh, take care of it. Training at sightsandsirens.com. We always, always welcome that feedback. But again, we thank you guys so much for listening. Again, Luigi, good luck to you. We're going to be uh, working alongside you to help you get past this exam. If anybody else needs help with the National Registry exam, whether you're an EM, paramedic or advanced DMT, we got your back. Check us out at sightsandsirens.com for our prep program, question banks, workbooks, the whole nine yards. And you get to spend more time with Jason and I, which I mean, that's just a win. You know, that's just a win no matter what. Yeah. Every time we should just start charging our friends to be our friends. You don't already? <laughs> I don't have any friends. So, all right, guys, all right. don't forget, email those questions in because we do have a Q&A coming up mm-hmm. and we'd love to tell you more about ourselves if that's something that you guys are interested in and we get some more feedback with that. Uh, we appreciate all the questions and uh, comments that you guys have said so far, at least the nice ones. Yeah, so. exactly. So, all right, guys, have a good one. We will see you next week for our next episode. Stay sweet. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed the episode. If you're an EMT or medic student or an advanced EMT student or an instructor of those students, we have a program just for you. With Sights and Sirens NREMT prep program, you get video lectures over 15 hours of really vetted, great content to help you through your program and help you prepare for the test. Check it out at www.sightsandsirens.com.